Hey, welcome back to the Write a Book That Doesn't Suck podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ingle of The Write Ingle, where I help you to write great books, because that's our goal, right, guys? We just want to write awesome books and get them into our readers' hands. So today we're going to talk about using ourselves to build character. Um, They always say, write what you know. And honestly, I knew what that meant, but then I didn't. And as an editor, I've edited, gosh, probably nearly 100 books at this point in the past few years of mostly indie author books. Uh, I would like to brag that several of them, probably about six or seven of them, have gone on to win some prestigious awards, which makes me feel very good that I was a part of that. Um, But that's not the point. Reading these books, a lot of the ones that were the characters really resonated. When I asked the author, where did you find this character? Where did you, you know, how did you build this? The answer surprisingly was, oh, that one's based off of me. That's my brother-in-law. It's my sister. That's her husband, you know, and, and I was kind of surprised, but I found that the books that I kept thinking about when I was done and I'm lying in bed at night, like trying to go to sleep and my mind won't turn off, the books that I, I kept thinking about of the ones I was editing were always the ones where the person said, this was my story, this was me, whatever. Um, so, I mean, we all can't just go out and build books off of everybody we know, right? And <laughs> write a story like that, um, especially if they don't know or they do know. I don't know, maybe we could get sued or something. I know there's laws about that stuff. But what I do think is... Oh, if I haven't mentioned this yet, this podcast is recorded while I walk my dog in the morning. So my co-host Ahsoka here is going to be sniffing and maybe doing some pooping at some point. So uh, anyway, when, when I was told, write what you know, I always thought that meant I'm a mom. <laughs> I have a boy at the time. Now I have two boys. So I'm supposed to write books that have to do with a mom and boys right? That's what I thought. That's right. What you know. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just right. I live in on beachside. I live in Florida. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people in the country and in the world who have never seen the ocean. And that honestly, I can't even like fathom. And if you're listening and you're one of them, like, wow, after coronavirus is over, you need to come visit an ocean somewhere. The ocean is such a part of my life. It's such a part of my setting that I can't imagine not having it nearby, even if I don't visit it. So writing what I know could be that, you know? It could be writing what I know and putting characters in my town, which I do a lot. Two of my books, at least two of my books, take place in my town. But another way to do it, and the reason I'm doing the podcast on this today, is finding yourself in your characters, finding your flaws in your characters, and kind of working out how you might resolve some of those flaws, at least face some of those flaws. And for me, that's part of the writing process that um, is is painful, um, is revealing, is catharsis, if that's the right word. I always get that one wrong, like Worcestershire. Um... But I think that's kind of one of the reasons why we write knowing we're not going to make crap for money 
and it's gonna take all our efforts and energy just to convince people that they should pay money for this book that we spent a year working on. Whereas they'll go to the Walgreens and spend $7.99 on a greeting card that someone's gonna throw out. But I digress. It's, in my opinion, the you and I that we put into our stories is the reason we write. It's the reason we can't not write. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but if, if I was stuck on a deserted island and I knew the water was going to rinse the words away, I would still write in the sand every day because I have to. There's something in me that I have to write. And I think that's part of it. So how can we harness ourselves into our characters and into our story worlds? It's kind of scary. And honestly, don't you think, isn't that why rejection hurts so bad? Even though they're rejecting your book, or even, let's take it a little bit softer, even though they're just not in love with your book, not connecting with it the way that you think they should, an agent or, or editor is going to pass on your story. And if we were selling vacuums, we would go, man, I must not be either selling a good product or I need to change my pitch and delivery, right? But when it comes to our books being rejected, we don't think that. We don't think, man, maybe I need to work on my craft a little bit more. Or maybe I'm, I'm not pitching the right story right now. Maybe I'm trying to pitch vampires in a world that's over Twilight. Or maybe I'm trying to pitch zombies in a world that is done with Walking Dead. Right? You just, these are things you have to think about. But the reason it hurts so bad is because you're in that book. And when your book gets rejected, you feel rejected. And I truly believe that that's because we put so much into our characters that is us and our life circumstances and things we're dealing with in our current affairs and memories and people from our past and relationships that went awry that we never had the opportunity to fix. You know, we can, the beauty of being a writer is we can explore, answer, and conclude problems in our personal lives and problems in the world in the pages of a book. We may not be able to make sense of the world around us or explain why our grandmother died five weeks before her first granddaughter was to be born who happened to come a month and a half early. We can't explain those things away. But in the pages of our book, like in Moana, we can see that grandmother character come back as the stingray and then come back as an apparition to guide her. We don't get that chance in real life. And my grandmother died right when, she had just died right after uh, Moana came out, the first time I saw it. And I gotta tell you, and I still do, I bawl when grandma dies and I bawl when I see grandma return as a stingray. It moved me. But we can only do that in books. We can only take the real world and neatly package it to where it makes sense to us. And that is writing what you know. That is what that slogan really means. Um, yesterday, last night, I received word from Kirkus, which if you don't know Kirkus, they're one of the, um, the top five favorable review places where you submit your book, you pay for the review, and they will dog it, or they will, um, you know, give it a four or five star review. 
Um, and it's one of the reviews that you need to have in order to get into this, the bigger programs for the schools and um, magazines and things. It's like the school journal, um, library school journal, I think it's called. There's like five of them. But anyway, I had submitted my book Metal Mouth for review and it came back with a glowing review, which I think the scariest thing in the world is when you actually pay someone money and say, hey, could you tell me what you think of this? Because you're just going to expect it to be awful and you're never going to write again. Um, but the review is great. I'm trying to, um, well, my book Metal Mouth is in the running for the Florida Sunshine State reading list for next year, the 2020-2021 school term. But I've also submitted it to several um, other book lists across the country. So anyway, I get this email yesterday from Kirkus telling me that the editors have chosen to feature Metal Mouth in their um, print and online publication that goes out to 5,000 agents, libraries, editors, and publishers. And they said, congratulations, this is a huge honor. We take less than 10% of the indie submissions for reviews, and there's only 35 reviews in the whole periodical. And I did that dance like when you did in high school or junior high school when the boy finally called you and you danced around like a butterfly. I did that dance and I screamed, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, as many times as I could in one breath. But I'm telling you that because Metal Mouth was my easiest voice to write. I heard Mallory speaking to me, her, her very first paragraph of the book I heard her speaking to me and the whole book just, it was just easy to write. The story was complex, but the character was easy to write. And it's because Mallory was me. She was me in high school. Um, I, I was popular by default, but I was so insecure it wouldn't have mattered. Um, I thought that things that were trendy were uncool, but I just wanted to fit in. Uh, I wanted to be me and stand out, but I was, I didn't know who I was, <laughs> so I couldn't. And that's Mallory. She is just this um, beautifully flawed teenage girl who's trying to navigate through life and love and the problems that teenage angst bring out. And I truly believe the reason this book is getting the attention it's getting is because it's about me. The characters are based about me. And I was able to resolve issues that I didn't get to resolve in real life because I'm an adult now and those things don't, I don't care about the things that bothered me in high school. Uh, if I could go back to high school, it would be completely different, as everyone would say. Uh, but, but Mallory is the mirror image of who I was. But she has the chance to, to kind of, she gets all of my adult knowledge and she gets to change her present day high school life. And I think that's pretty awesome. So my encouragement for you guys is you don't have to put you 
in your books. Maybe you're not comfortable doing that. That's fine. But look at your characters and just make a note if you based any of them off of real people or off of the habits of real people or even if you based it off of a movie star like a character that you saw and you liked the way that particular character acted uh, and maybe you based a character off of their um, mannerisms you know just go back in your story and see if if you have someone similar that you can really put into your story or if you already have someone in your story or yourself in your story can you get a little deeper Can you be a little more real with yourself? Can you dive into the the psyche of your character to resolve your own issues through their choices? It's not going to be easy, but I guarantee you the book that comes out of it will not suck and it might just be great. So that's it for today, guys. I appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Um, If you like what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe. Also check out all the great podcasts here on Space Coast Podcast Network. Um, You can join the Facebook group. It's uh, just searching groups for write a book that doesn't suck. And I um, have a book too called Write a Book That Doesn't Suck, which is the basis for all of these podcast topics. But who cares what I want to talk about? What do you guys want to learn? Let me know. Put your topics in the notes and I will gladly teach you my opinion, my research, my years of going to conferences and speaking at conferences and editing author's books, I will freely share all of that with you if you just tell me what you want to learn about. Thanks, guys. I'll talk at you soon. And until then, happy writing.